Welcome everyone to another episode of Friday PM. We're so happy that you can join us today. If you're a new viewer, you are especially welcome. But those who have been following faithfully, you are very, very welcome indeed. Wherever you're joining us from, whichever country, God richly bless you. And as we always say, it's not by accident. We believe that God has directed your steps and your fingers and all of you to be joining us today. So be mightily blessed with today's episode. Well, I'm very privileged today to have a very dear friend and someone who's a great blessing to the body of Christ with us on our program today. And he's joining us all the way from Midrand in South Africa. And his name is Pastor Peter DeFin. So Peter, welcome. Thank you, Danny. It's, it's such a joy to be with you. I'm looking forward to the program and having a chat with you. Thank you so much, man. It's, so, it's wonderful. It's nice to keep it in the family, huh? <laughs> it is. We are definitely family. <laughs> well, we're going to tell people more about it. And of course, for those of you who don't know, uh, Pastor Peter was in Vinesong for, I believe, six years it was. Um, and we're going to tell you, he's going to tell you a bit about his journey later. Um, God's anointed you to be a great shepherd over many many people, many multiple campuses. You're, of course, the senior pastor of Ex Christian Church. Uh, so is it okay if I call you Peter from now on, now that we've kind of got yes. that? Great. Perfect. Thank you. It's just when you know someone so well, it's difficult just to say the pastor part all the time. <laughs> well, so lovely that you're with us. So I'm going to just briefly just tell people a little bit about you. And then, of course, we'll, we'll let you uh, please... Uh, just tell us a bit about your journey. Um, well, let's start with this maybe. So, Peter, so you've got, you've got five children, and uh, maybe you can tell us about that quickly because you never wanted any, right? So how did, how did you end up with five? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure. It wasn't that I didn't want any. I just wasn't sure it was supposed to be, was going to be five. <laughs> so, you know, Tammy, I married my wife. Tammy was actually the one that wasn't going to, have any children and then you know we started with one and then uh, I remember her saying to me you know I just don't feel finished so I was I was excited about that we went for two and then she said I still don't feel finished so then number three came along and then she said she wants even numbers mm. so not three it had to be four so then we went for four and lo and behold, it was then twins. <laughs> and that's when I said to her, forget your even numbers. This is it now. Five is it. <laughs> I love that. I love that story. And as you said, your wife, Tammy, of course, she's a great blessing too. She's got a wonderful deliverance ministry. Uh, so lovely. I, I always see you guys just as a great team. And what a fine example in ministry, how God can use us together. And then... You are, I mean, it's very special because you're the great, you're the great, great grandson, if I'm not mistaken, of Smith Wigglesworth. And your mom, Lil Diffin, she's well known, I believe, in many areas as well within the Christian world, if you like. She's on TV stations and doing various um, things like that. And now she's also, she and your, your dad are also, they started a church here in England. Uh, maybe tell us a bit about that, where it is for someone who might be watching in that area. Yeah, it's a wonderful testimony. I want just two minutes to share with oh, you. Oh, go for it. Um, 
uh, Smith Wigglesworth, his original church is in Bradford, and uh, it was closed for 100 years. And so we had the opportunity to, to rent it back. And um, so uh, we did that, and it's uh, about a year now, a year and a half, and it's going so well. They're, they're doing such an amazing job just seeing people save, touching the, the local community there. And um, people are walking off the street. There's all sorts of testimonies that are coming in. Wonderful. And so it was just a joy for us after 100 years to, to see the church there beginning to flourish, beginning to grow. And we had such a wonderful testimony because there was so much work needed to be done. And there was a gentleman in the, in the States that contacted my mom and said, you know, I just feel that God um, is telling me to contact you for some reason. And she said, well, let me tell you what's happening. We have this church that we can, you know, uh, take over in Bradford. And, um, but then we needed all this money to kind of just get it to a standard where we could use it and it was comfortable. Mm -hmm. And he and his friends paid for the whole thing. Oh. And it was an absolute miracle because when I went with my mom to England, I said to her, I actually looked at her in the eyes and I said, Mom, are you sure you've heard God to come here <laughs> to this place? I mean, it's, it's properly old, you know, it's properly old, this building. And, and God has provided and they've done so well during even during lockdown, the church has grown. So we're really proud of them there. Oh, wonderful. Wonderful. So if you're in the Bradford area or within a hundred miles, why don't you just go or for even further, <laughs> if you've been blessed with the ministry of Smith, Smith Wigglesworth over the years, then please do yourself a favor. And I believe even God can touch you. And, you know, we don't look to men for an anointing. It's God's anointing. But there is something about men of God that have moved by faith that had a hand of God on them that really can enhance our faith and can touch us. So, yeah, we pray all the best for them. Many more years we pray for ministry for them both, Peter. They're such lovely yeah, people. Thank you. And, of course, you yourself, how God has raised you up uh, just to tell people. I mean, there's, you, your church has been blessed so much uh, with wonderful, I mean, just the building. Your sound system has won the award for the best sound system in South Africa, may I proudly say. Um, you, not just that, but just the fact that many church leaders look to you. You've held, you've held many leadership conferences, many of the world's most renowned international speakers come to your church, look to your church for direction, wisdom. So uh, we're just very proud of you, Peter. May I just say, we're incredibly proud of you. How God has just Thank you. used you in such a mighty way. And every time when we are there, by God's grace, and we minister there, I mean, we're just always so touched, looking over a sea of people that's just so mixed, you know, black, white, Indian, old, young. It's, 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 it's like heaven. Oh, we're just always so blessed in the worship and the uncompromising word of God and how people are just saved and touched. Uh, it's just, it's just mind blowing. So really, the, your church mm. is a real lighthouse. So, and I know you give God the glory for that because it's just, uh, it's wonderful. Yeah, and we, we like it that way. We, you know, in Revelations, it says that um, from every tongue, tribe and, uh, you know, nation, people are going to cry out, Hosanna, salvation belongs to the Lord. Oh. And so we love, uh, we love the multicultural feel. And I always say to people when they come to our church, um, if you're not happy here, you're not going to be happy in heaven <laughs> because that's what it's going to be like. And, 
Um, and we were also excited to announce, um, Danny, which I haven't shared with you yet. We have two new churches opening soon, one in Springs, and uh, we've bought a, a beautiful old synagogue that's just a stunning building. It looks like a theater. Um, it's going to seat 800 people oh. right there in an area that is so desperate for, for a move of God. Um, just been robbed by financial corruption, brokenness. People are broken. When we're so excited, God gave us a dream. We're going to Springs. Two weeks later, this building came across our table. And now two years later, after that, we finally bought the building. And oh. then also we're going to Cape Town, which is uh, really exciting for us. Pastor Sam and Pam are going to be going there. So Cape Town will be there by October this year. Axe Church Cape Town will be there. Um, and that to us also is a, a very exciting move coming up. Oh, fantastic. Well, congratulations in advance. And may the Lord use those churches and campuses to His glory. Oh, exciting. I Amen. mean, just looking at, I mean, I know a little bit about the area of Springs. As you said, I think the need there must be so huge and that God will bring revival to those areas. I think in those areas, especially, we're going to see God move with great power going onto the streets. You know, the down yeah. and outs, the whoever it is, just across the board. Yeah, I, I believe this is the hour of when God said, go to the highways and the byways, go to the hedges. And, yeah. um, you know, everybody wants to go to the best places. And a lot of the decisions are around finances. And uh, we have seen God move in areas where there's such need. Because God right now in these end times is telling us, go to the highways. Go to the byways, go to the down and outs, go mm. to the needy. And uh, we're just trusting that the power of Jesus Christ would touch their hearts and bring revival. And that's what's supposed to happen when churches move into cities. We're supposed to bring the kingdom atmosphere into that region and see it changed for the Lord Jesus Christ. And so that is what we're doing. Wonderful, wonderful. I've, that's even such an encouragement already because... Um, a lot of the design nowadays is to is to is to shut us up, make us stand apart, um, be in your own little house, be safe, uh, don't do this, don't do that. It's like we're we're in, inhibited nowadays, aren't we? Uh, but as you say, the, yeah. the, the the word in the commission now is <laughs> it's quite the opposite. It is. We're saying let's grow through lockdown. And we believe that a revival is coming. Jesus is coming for a glorious church, for a victorious church, yes. for a powerful church. I don't believe he's coming for a COVID-19 infected, you know, dead church. <laughs> we believe the best is yet to come. And so we are preparing for that. We're preparing for the harvest. And uh, we believe the next years ahead, we're going to see the Lord move like never before on the face of the earth. Oh, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Peter, I mean, just, just, we can just continue talking about this a little bit because, uh, you know, if someone's watching this and they say, well, you know, I'm not a pastor of a church, so what am I supposed to do? Surely this is for the evangelists and people that do big campaign mm. meetings. Um, is that the truth? No, we believe that every person has a gift. You know, when Jesus died and rose from the dead and ascended to heaven, it says he gave gifts to men. And we, every person has a purpose in the kingdom of God. You know, the, the body of Christ is actually a battleship where on a battleship, 
like a, a, a big, uh, what do you call these things, you know? Um, aircraft carrier. Aircraft carrier. Yeah, yeah air, aircraft carrier. Um, there's nobody there on holiday. So the kingdom of God is an aircraft carrier. We're not a cruise ship going down to some island somewhere, you know, where there's <laughs> maybe 2,000 people on board and, and only 200 are there to serve the other 1,800. And everybody is like sitting on the deck, you know, drinking their pineapple juice, flicking their fingers, getting people to run around them. That is not the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is a battleship. A battleship has 5,000 people on it. And not one person is insignificant. Right down to the potato peeler. Because you can be flying the latest, greatest, most powerful jet in the world. But Danny, do you know what that guy's thinking about on his way back to land his plane? He's thinking, what's for dinner? <laughs> That's what he's thinking. So, you know, in the kingdom, it's like that. We, we believe everybody has a purpose, whether it's leading, giving, serving, hospitality, um, prophecy, sharing your heart, blessing people, serving children, and uh, just loving the community. The Lord has called us into purpose. So we came out of darkness, not just into light, but He called us into purpose. And, and this is the time where every believer needs to stand up and say, God, put me to work. Let's change the world for, for Jesus. Mm. How do you not look back? So now we've had everyone saying, oh, the year we've had, oh, this, or oh, this, or oh, this. You know, the Bible says, the main scripture that I believe that, that, that we're basing all that we're saying on is where Apostle Paul says, look forward, forget what's behind. Yeah. I know it's easier said than done, but how do you just keep on pressing forward? Because one thing that I've seen with you is you always, God's given you this faith to always press forward, not to look back. Absolutely. You know, I'm so glad that we don't always have to tell the story of Joseph. Because after Joseph, there was Moses. Then we told the story of the Red Sea. But I'm so glad that's not the only story we talk about. Because we can talk about David and we can talk about Daniel and the lions. Then we can talk about all these wonderful things. And here's the thing about the kingdom. It is never going to stop. God has not Amen. forgotten how to do miracles. God is a creative God. God is not the God of yesterday. He's the God of today. He's the God of tomorrow. We believe greater things are yet to come. Yeah. And so that's what we're excited about. You know, Danny, I think we look back and I was saying to our church on Sunday, actually, I said to them, it's time for a new story. I'm tired of telling the old story. We need a new story. So by faith, we must, we must enter into that realm and into this new season. Now, this newness that you're talking about, Peter, that starts within our hearts, right? Because we can't let our, if our circumstances don't change and our situations, do we wait for that to change before that newness has to start? So, Danny, can I share something with you? I want to share just a story in the Bible that radically impacted me about three years ago. And it's a story in the, in the book of Kings where there's, there's three kings that are going up to fight the enemy and they're in the wilderness they're walking in the desert and somehow for days and days Bible says they had no water so these people are desperate uh, I mean we thought COVID-19 was bad these guys are in serious trouble there's no water 
they have their livestock with them, they're soldiers, they're in the desert, and they think, this is, this is the conclusion they came to, they think that God actually sent them out to go and fight so that God could kill them in the wilderness. That's how bad this is. And so then they hear that there's a prophet, um, Elisha. So they go to Elisha and Elisha says to them, right, go and dig ditches into, into the ground. So just imagine this, Danny. It's, there's a wilderness. It's a desert. And the prophet says, now dig like ditches into the ground. That's like making a, a bowl into the ground. And that was so that it could hold the water that was coming. And then the prophet says this, you're not going to see any clouds. You're not going to hear any wind. You're not going to see any rain. And yet the ditches shall be filled with water. And then the prophet says this, this is an easy thing for the Lord to do. So is there anything too hard for God? And the thing is with faith, you know, we all believe God can. But it's, it's believing God will that makes the difference. And to believe God will is, is to act by faith before you see the miracle. You see, no, no, no Jordan River is ever going to open up until you actually step on the, on the water. See, what we want to do is say, God, if it be thy will, you know how we get into our, into our religious ways. Oh, God, if it be thy will, let the river open and then I will know I'm supposed to walk through it. No, God says, step on the river and it will open. God says to Moses, raise the rod and the sea will open. God says, dig a ditch before you've even seen any wind or rain and I will fill it. And this is what happened to those three kings. They, they dug their ditches. And then it says, early in the morning, the next day, they were worshiping. And here's the power of worship. So in the morning, they were worshiping and they gave their, their offering to the Lord and uh, just seeking God. And, and the key, one of the keys to the supernatural is to take your eyes off your need and put your eyes on God. You know, so they're not sitting there worshiping, looking at their ditches. They're worshiping, looking at God and saying, God, we, we worship you. We honor you. And then it says, suddenly, the ditches, suddenly from the one end, I can't remember, was northeast where suddenly the, the ditches began to be filled with water. Supernaturally. There was no rain. There was no clouds. Supernaturally, God filled these, these ditches. And this is the realm of faith because the, super, the Bible is a supernatural book from creation to the flood, to, to God filling these ditches, to the virgin birth, to the resurrection. Everything about the Bible is supernatural. But the supernatural requires somebody to step out in faith before you've seen the miracle. And so there's, three, there's a couple of things. Firstly, we have to believe the word of God because the prophet said, go and dig the ditches. You have to believe the word. Listen, Danny, I'm sure there are some guys there. I mean, these are Jews. They're, they're smart people. They were thinking, this is crazy. Who in their right mind is going to dig holes in the desert? Listen, yeah. we are thirsty. Our tongues are already thick with thirst. 
and now we're going to go and throw dust everywhere. <laughs> it didn't make sense. Nothing about faith makes sense. Yeah, and yet they key. did it in faith. Number two, don't look at your circumstances. Mm. Don't consider your circumstances. And so, you know, we're always looking at what is wrong, what we have to, you know, what's around us, the, the doctor's report, the government's report, and the, the latest thing that's coming. Don't look to natural circumstances. God's going to do something in this time that none of us have even seen coming. He's going to cause water to appear out of nothing and fill the ditches. That's what we believe in Jesus' name. Oh, Man, I'm so encouraged. I tell you, I'm already thinking of two or three situations that I want changing. So now I know what to do. <laughs> Wonderful. I'm, I'm just to compliment your point as well. We were ministering in a church just the other week and there was the sign on the door that says your commitment has to be stronger than your feelings to succeed. Mm. Because we don't feel like it, do we? No. But we can't act on our feelings, isn't it? Yeah, our feelings lie. That's the problem. Feelings lie, but God's word never lies. It's always truth. And if we would be committed to that word, then we will stand. But our feelings, it's amazing. You wake up one morning, you're fine. You wake up the next morning, you're not fine. Um, they are unstable ground. It's sinking sand. Mm. has no solid foundation. has no power to push your life forward. Mm. We can never trust feelings. We can only stand on the promises of God. Oh, Fantastic. Another thing that I've also seen in your life, and it's part of your testimony, really, from your how God's called you into ministry, even in Vinesong. And I know you and you and Pastor John are very uh, close, and he's been. You've have admittedly said that he's been a, a great inspiration in your life. So, how important is it for us to lean on the body of Christ and to be in fellowship during this time to help us in this process? Because we're not supposed to do it alone, are we? We're not, you know, and Danny, I think the thing is with my school in through Vinesong and with John Watson is that the, the problem with many ministers today is that we don't let God take us through the process. We must go through the process. There's, there's a, the time of process of dying to yourself, of dying to, uh, you know, your own will and letting God deal with you. And I think this is partly why there's so much sickness in the body of Christ. Too many people have bought a microphone and just went. <laughs> and not enough people have been sent. And so the process, that process of letting God finish his work. Listen, God would not let Joseph out of prison until he had finished the process. Because this was not about Joseph. This was about God's purpose on the face of the earth. And if Joseph had not finished the process, he would have killed all his brothers. There would be no Jesus. <laughs> so God said, right, I'm going to make sure you're there until you come out and you'll say, no, it's, it's not, you know, with Joseph, he said to the, he said to the, you know, the cupbearer, don't forget me. When the king restores you, don't forget me. Two years later, when he came out and the king said, I heard that you can interpret dreams. He said, it's not me. It's not me. Something happened in two years, Danny. In two years, he went from me to not me. Mm. That process 
is what God has to work in our lives. And so the school of Vinesung for, for me was the most incredible time and uh, ministry and serving and, and learning and hearing God and, and developing um, character and being ready for, for, for what God wanted to do. Peter, now someone might say, oh yes, but I tried this once and my pastor wasn't like this and he, was, he said this and he said that and I gave it a go. It, that's, it doesn't really work for me. Yeah, I would just say they needed another two years. <laughs> they, they let out of prison too soon. So, um, you know, it's, it's not about the, the man. God's not asking the man that you serve to be perfect. He's asking us to respond in a perfect way to imperfect people. And that's, we, it's not about perfection. It's about the process. So that's, that's what it's about. You know, people think pastors are perfect. They're not. We're not. No one is. Um, it's really got to do with have you let God have his way in you? You know, that's, that's important. How, how do you find your, your, like you talked about purpose. What brings you closer to finding out what that purpose is? Is it as easy as praying or as difficult as praying? How do you, how do you get there? If someone's sitting there thinking, well, I'm not really sure what I'm supposed to do. I'm, you know, I thought I was doing this and then this virus came around and then this happened or I thought I was going to do this ministry or whatever. What helps us get there? Well, I think just keep doing what your hand finds to do. You know, God has raised you up in a nation, in a culture, in an education, like the Apostle Paul, had the privilege of being a, both a Roman citizen and a Jew um, because of his parents and, and, and the significance of his parents, maybe the wealth of his parents, his education, his training, his skill, everything combined to make him the Apostle Paul. So everything that God has given each one of us in our hands, our training, our, our interests, you know, what our passions and where we, what we do is all aligned to God's purpose for our lives. So what, what we need to do, especially for younger people, is put your hand to work. Just start serving. You know, uh, people, Smith Wigglesworth, people, most people don't know because um, that Smith Wigglesworth started as a, as a Sunday school teacher. And in fact, this building that we're renting, they, they showed me the little paddock where he kept his donkey. <laughs> and he would connect this donkey to a cart. And on a Sunday morning, he went around Bradford picking up children and bringing them to children's church. So he was first a children's church worker. So everybody says, well, you know, I'm not called for children's church because in their mind, they, th they think, well, you know, I'm really supposed to be on the platform. And I'm really supposed to be the preacher because this guy doesn't know how to preach. I'm preach better than him. But nobody wants to clean the toilet first. Nobody oh. wants to serve first. And it all begins. If you're faithful with the little, God can make you faithful with much. That's where it begins. So, so everybody that's struggling, just put your hand to work. Be faithful with what, you, what you're doing. And God promotes from there. Yeah, it's true. It's, it's like the... The analogy where they say most people that, that complain and, and, and shout the loudest are the ones that's not really, that, that are ones that are not really truly running the race. 
it's easy to be on the sidelines on the sidelines and to shout criticism and you look like this and you sound like that and you look the way you're running look 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 at your shoelaces are untied you're going to fall over soon but yes we need to run the race uh, and i'm so happy that you're sharing this because many people can look at you and maybe hear your story and think oh well were you so you're so successful and all these things that God are doing, but as you said, they don't know the process. Um, so, I mean, maybe just uh, uh, one story, maybe in Vine Song, something that was difficult. What was, what, was, what was one of the things that you went through that was really difficult? Uh, just to give someone an example. I mean, I know you guys <laughs> went through all different. In those days, you guys went through so many things in Vine Song. It was such an amazing time in the, what, what was it, 92? Or that you, or nine, uh, yeah, it was about 90, end of 1990 to about 1997. But I think when I joined Vine Song, I joined on my technical um, ability. Sound was always my hobby. Mm. Um, but I was also the worship leader in my father's church. I was singing. I was the youth leader and then joined in, in Vine Song and really became the, the roadie of the team. Carried bags, set up, you know, wasn't on stage. And so that was really a process of laying down that side of things, that side of ministry, you know. And in John, in his wisdom, you know, I don't think I, um, you know, there was a season where I would come up and maybe share a prophetic word or something. But that didn't happen for the first two or three years. And it's really about trusting the process. It's saying, if you feel God's put you somewhere, but in this season, you're carrying bags, then you need to walk through that season. And, and trust Him. Just trust the Lord. You know, what I've learned about the Lord, Danny, is that God is not a, a tormentor of men. God does, not, God does not want to destroy our passions and, and lives. He's not there to, to bring hopelessness into our mm. situation. So if you would just trust Him, if you just put your hand in, the, in your life in the hands of the wonderful potter, that understands how to mold and fashion and he gets out every wrinkle and every little stone and every little impurity. Just put your hands into the hands of the potter. He's about to produce something beautiful in your life. He's about to bring out something that you never even thought possible, never even imagined. Just let God finish the process. And when you, he's done with you, he's going to proudly display you. That's important. You know, I don't want to be displayed in the trash heap. I want to be displayed on the mantelpiece. And that is process. You know, let him finish the work that he started. Mm. Peter, I, I think it would be so great if you can pray now and let the Holy Spirit just minister to some people that's listening. You might, you might sit there, you might be discouraged, you might be disillusioned with church, you might be disillusioned with man in ministry, you might just be disillusioned about life. You might be disillusioned about what the future may or may not hold. You may see dark clouds instead of, instead of the Son of God and the Sun and light. So Peter, please pray for someone there that really needs that, that word today. And I'm, I'm, I know so many have been really touched by what you've said. Uh, that gift that you had just to have their faith lifted, their hope restored. Uh, so please, why don't you pray for us today? Thank you. It'll be an honor. Come on, let's pray together. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for every viewer today. I thank you, Lord, that you have called us before we were even born. You had a purpose and a plan for us. And Father, right now, I speak life to every person watching. And right now, you're discouraged. 
Maybe you've given up hope. Maybe you've just lost purpose. I want you to know that God has never left you. God has not forsaken you. God is still in control. Why don't you call out to Him today and just lift your, your hands right where you are. You just say, Lord Jesus, I present my life to you. I give you my hands. I give you my life. And I ask, Lord Jesus, that you would use me for your glory. But Lord, right now, do your work in my life. Remove from me all bitterness, all unforgiveness, all um, self you know, wanting to be in control of my life. I lay it all down right now in Jesus' name. And I want to just speak life over you. In the mighty name of Jesus, I say to you, rise up and run. Rise up and run. Let the lame say, I will walk again. Let the weak say, I am strong. In the mighty name of Jesus, I bless you. Thank you, Father. Amen and amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Oh, man. Thank you so much. Thank you, Danny. It was such an honor, such a pleasure. We're so proud of you and the team. And uh, we look forward to seeing what God's going to do with you in this next season when we all get going again. Oh, praise God. Praise God. Wow, that was so uplifting. Thank you so much. Thank you. Peter, one last word from you before you before you go. Can I share one more one more story? Yes, go. And it's again with um, Elisha. Do you remember the woman that had two sons? And she comes to Elisha and she says, the creditors are going to come and take my sons away. Mm-hmm. And Elisha says to her, I want you to gather every pot you can find. And I, in my mind, I'm just thinking she became the crazy woman of the village. Going into every little house. Can I borrow a pot? Can I borrow a pot? Everybody would have looked at her thinking, what is she doing? Where is she going with our pots? And there she went into her little house and put all these pots. And he said to her, don't gather a few. And he said, get your sons in the house and pray. And then he says, take that little jar of oil that you have and begin to fill all of these vessels. Well, she prayed and the miracle began. As she poured the vessel, the little jar, into the vessel, suddenly the oil began to flow like a river, just poured out of that that little jar. And so she went from one vessel to the next, to the next, to the next. I can just imagine her going from one room, like the bedroom, to the lounge, to the to her little kitchen. Maybe she even had some in the bathroom. (laughs) Everywhere she went, she was filling out the little vessels and it was just going and going and going. So then she said to her son, bring me another vessel. And the son said, there's no more vessels. You know what the Bible says next, Danny? It says this, that the oil stopped. The oil stopped. We're talking about faith. It's amazing to me that the miracle ended when her preparation had ended. If she had faith for like a million bottles, it would have filled a million. The problem that we have is when Jesus speaks, sometimes we just get one vessel and God is saying to us in this hour, go and get as many vessels as you can. He's about to pour out the spirit on the face of the earth like we've never seen before. Amen. Yeah. And, and the Bible calls us earthenware. You know, Christ yes. in us. 
we are we, we are we are brittle we we as john always teaches you know we break easily uh you know we're not fancy we're we're, we're broken we're, we're fallible at times sometimes we just chip if you look at us the wrong way <laughs> but yet he says this is the vessel that i've chosen so yeah, powerful so isn't it because Beautiful. so many people feel feel inadequate peter isn't it well, how come, how come my life can produce the signs and wonders in the Bible? It's for these great men of God. Well, that's such a lie from the enemy. It's just a lie. And I think I would say the biggest problem is shame. You know, we don't believe God can use us because we're so sh ashamed of our past. And mm. God wants us to lay down the shame. He's washed us in the blood. And that's what this whole season is about. He's washed us in the precious blood. He's forgiven us. And we need to lay down that shame and we need to walk forward in faith. Believe God can use you. Come on. He's not a respecter of persons. He's going to do great things through you. Amen. Praise the Lord. Well, listen, thank you so much for coming and for sharing. We have been mightily blessed. I'm speaking on behalf, I think, everyone listening. And uh, even for the ministry of Vinesong, we're really encouraged uh, by you, by your constant support um, of us. And as I said, uh, for, the, for the, the body of Christ, uh, can I say you are a tremendous blessing, tremendous asset. And thanks for Thank taking you. the time today. We appreciate you so, so very much. And hopefully we'll see you, I don't know where, what and how, hopefully not on the screen next time, <laughs> hopefully face to face, um, where I can try and beat you at golf for once in my life. And so Absolutely. <laughs> Just send the invitation. I'll be there. <laughs> Well, bless you, bless you. Thanks again. God bless you, your ministry, and see you hopefully thank again you. soon. Well, thank you so much for watching uh, this great episode of Friday PM. We give God all the glory, and hopefully you'll join us again next week, same time, same place, on Friday PM. God bless you.